1: 560, the Joe Radio Rewind Running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours Where you at? I'm Dan Day Give me a follow on social media, please I'm asking nicely At Dan Day Radio. that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of it I'll make it worth your while I'm going to make it worth your while to tune your ears to this Because on the way, Joe Rose Show, talking with Coach Quinville. Panthers won another one Seem to be losing a lot of guys to injury But they just keep winning Sign up a good team Then Greeny talking to football expert draft analyst Matt Miller. Finally, Hawk and Crowder. Name change game here in South Florida. They're diving into it right now. Let's dive into the headlines. Panthers won their third in a row, downing Detroit 4-1 last night. The two play again tomorrow night at 7. The Heat face newly acquired Victor Del Oladipo's former team, Indiana, tonight at 7. Oladipo will not play due to flu-like symptoms. The final four is set. Houston will play Baylor, while UCLA and Gonzaga will face off Saturday. NFL owners have voted to extend the league's regular season to 17 games beginning this season. There will be one less preseason game. Marlins Park will now be named loan Depot Park. loan Depot is a California-based company specializing in mortgage and non-mortgage lending. Opening day will be held in the newly named stadium tomorrow at 4 when the Fish face the Rays. Inner Miami has canceled three preseason games due to player health and safety concerns. Miami opens MLS play April 18th against the LA Galaxy. Manny Diaz says the Canes are having the most competitive spring practice he's ever seen. The team continues training this week. Now let's go ahead and take a step into the day spa. A mafia fugitive was recently recognized and brought to justice after posting a cooking video on YouTube. See, that's why I don't cook. That and I don't know how to. Animal rescuers are warning Johannesburg residents to stay clear of a loose baboon that is wandering residential areas. Why in this day and age do the words loose baboon strike fear in people's hearts? A British man recently released a list of demands that he wants if he ever slips into a coma. They include a weekly haircut, knowledge of a new Rihanna album, and don't feed him so he can lose weight. I would say just hook an IV of beer up in my arm. Studies show that humans could evolve to become venomous, so soon you can have more than just a toxic relationship. Ah, it's Never Toxic With Joe Rose Show in the morning. It's always good stuff, and good stuff's been coming from Coach Quinville and the Panthers. They're talking to Coach Q right here about the fast start they had last night. Some cheap shots, some injuries, which seem to be plugging the team all over the place. Pleasant surprises and being in a defensive state of mind.
2: Yeah, Coach, I-, I blinked in the beginning of the game. I didn't even realize it was one nothing. I couldn't. I didn't have a chance to sit down and put my TV loud enough to even hear that first goal. That's that's a nice start for you and the team huh, last night.
4: Well, it was a good uh, good beginning right off the bat. You know, you score. Uh, you know, you- they ice the puck, and now all of a sudden, you want to face off, get a get a nice play around the net. UB gets a great finish, and uh, and then we're off. But we had a great start to that game. Uh, UB had another great chance right after that. And- you know, scored a couple more. Uh, you know, it's one of those starts you, you hope to have. We haven't had many games like we had three goal leads, so it was nice to play a kind of a different game. But I still think that uh, hey, Detroit's a better team than we saw earlier on in the year. But I like how we competed, and uh, you know, it was a good uh, good beginning to homestead homestand as well.
5: I, I was wondering how you guys would come out, coach. Uh, we, so many guys out. Ekblad, you get the bad news on that. We'll talk about that in a second. Barkov. Hornquist still not back and your guys came out and played about as hard coach in that first period is as I've seen just dominated that thing
4: it was one of our better periods of the year um, better starts of the, of the year as well so it was a uh... It's what you like to see, and, you know, you basically got new lines. Everybody's playing with somebody different. Uh, A lot of energy across the board. Uh, You know, Yubi was on a couple different lines. Some guys got different shifts uh, with different guys as well. You know, there's a little bit of push right now. Everybody wants to contribute in the four-line rotation, uh, regardless of the guys that are in or out of the lineup. It's been uh, pretty consistent, and I think it's the work ethic that's probably the most important thing that helps us uh, play with some structure, and uh, that, that competitiveness has really been noticeable.
5: Well, I know one thing you guys don't like to talk about, but you know it's part of the sport like football. Guys get injured. Anthony Duclair last night gets tripped up by the goalie. By the way, uh,
4: he's gonna lot- going to be out of. I'm on. I'm my wooden desk here. Okay, just so you know.
5: <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a good point, Coach. Thank you. Hey, uh, uh, Coach, did you think that was a cheap shot last night? I, I-, I didn't. Yeah, what was it's your take? one of those Part plays.
4: Of an- I mean, the right. other, you know, he goes the other way. He'd have been all right. You know, you know, goalies sometimes every goalie's got a different uh, way of playing than that. So I'm not going to, you know, it was. And anyways, we you know Duke was playing. He's played oh, two or three man. really good games here, right. and uh, and uh, to lose him in that situation, is anything things like that happen, and uh, you know, so it'll be going probably about ten days.
5: All right, the other guy, Aaron Ekblad, uh, and I think everybody knew it was pretty bad. The stretcher came out, but you were getting he was first of all having a great year, eleven goals, twenty-five minutes per game, most on the team. Wow. What what can you say about the season? You've seen him since he started, either as a visiting coach or now coaching him. How good was he playing this year, Coach?
4: He was great. Um, you know, he's had some good years, but he went to a new level this year. Um, offensively, defensively, important minutes, big minutes, matchup minutes, where he was, you know, getting the job done. You know, he got on the first power play where gave us a different look. So it's been, uh, you know, it's one of those years where you're sitting there, you know, you're, you're going to miss a huge piece of your team. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it immediately happened, you're only sitting there, oh, how's that going to be here? And uh, hopefully it's going to be fine. And, uh, you know, it's uh, there's certainly a big void in our lineup. Um, I commend the guys for uh, getting through that Dallas game and last night as well of uh, of trying to find a way to, you know, and everybody's going to get more minutes. Everybody's be getting uh, more important minutes. Everybody as a defenseman wants to play in those situations that uh, haven't been there for them. And I thought uh, in a short amount of time, it's been a, you know, we've done a good job. Tough thing is, over time, how does that play out? And I think that'll be a test for uh, some of our younger defensemen or some of our younger guys. And so I think you get exploited in different uh, seasons and all of a sudden we've got, uh, you know, four guys out uh, that are important guys for us. So it's a, uh, you know, I liked how we've done it and handled it uh, in a short nine, amount of time. Um, before you know it, you might have a couple of guys back by the weekend and uh, all of a sudden the picture changes again. So it's a, uh, you know, I, I think we handled it and we're uh, we like the way they competed and finished a tough road trip. And the, uh, got some momentum back in our game as well
2: what's the update uh, or is there an update on a couple of the other guys that are out Hornquist Barkov are you like you said maybe back this week and maybe not I know some guys are day-to-day some guys are just out at this point any updates on any of those guys you can give
4: yeah I expect both guys uh, to be back by the weekend uh Barky and Hornquist will be back uh, I'm going to say by Saturday uh, we'll see about uh, tomorrow that's a possibility but I, I mean I I, don't, I mean Horny we're looking at uh, Saturday Barky uh questionable for
5: tomorrow. All. all right, and uh, the other really good story, boy, I'll tell you what, that Verhage. I had no idea. You know, it's one thing, you see a little splash to start the season. 17 goals now, top 10 in the NHL. Has he even surprised you a little bit on how good he's been since leaving that Tampa Bay team where he didn't get to play as much as obviously he's playing for you?
4: Well, he was a fourth-line guy that got uh, minimal minutes and uh, didn't get any quality ice time. And, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, he always scored and uh but uh was never given a chance he was always a depth organizational player on a really good team so he was uh you know he's one of those guys that gets an opportunity here and his whole role kind of changes and all of a sudden you get to start the season playing with Barkov. i didn't envision his production anywhere near the way it's been going uh, we just like the way he played the game and uh you know i think offensively defensively he's got some nice structure he's got some speed and competitive um you know he wants the puck all the things that we like and want to play like as a team but i, I didn't budget him for anything close to what he's been doing and uh and uh, it's been a good story for us and uh, he's a good kid everybody likes him and uh works hard
2: coach you see a little bit different uh, I guess the walk that he's taking, the the steps he's taking in Big Bob, just just the confidence level in him, and, and not just in the last couple of weeks, but just the season in general. Have you seen that in him a little bit compared to maybe where he was last year, where there was a little bit more pressure, maybe on his head? Is is it a little different for him this year? The way you see him?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I commend him on uh, on the summer that he had. I think he uh, prepared himself to have a different type of outlook on the season and his, and a year. You know, got uh, whacked a little bit earlier in the year. Got uh, up to a his- wasn't able to practice at the beginning of the season. And now that uh, he's in his rhythm there and his routine, you know he's getting better every single night. Last game, he was last night. He was excellent last night. He was he was sharp. He was quick. He was moving. He was tracking the puck. He was at the top of his crease. So he he was he's definitely in form. I think he got a lot of confidence off of that playing in front of him as well. I think our tandem right now with the two of them going has been healthy. I think they push one another in a positive way. Um, they root for one another, and uh, I think they're competitive in their way where they want the net as well. So it's been a healthy situation, and but you you, you definitely can see a different demeanor in him. He's more relaxed. you know I think he's you know, I think he's comfortable around his teammates and the group as well. So it's been, and not an easy situation last year, when with the expectations and a new situation. And uh, you know, we you, know, you expected him to, to win games all by himself. So it's a uh, it's a nice uh, start to the season. And as it's progressing here, it's uh, it's even getting better. So it's been a good a good year
5: for Bob, Coach. We talk a, a lot about this social media stuff and all the stuff out there, and people are a lot more critical than they used to be, yeah. and everybody's under a microscope. You and Everybody, do the players hear it? You think or are they pretty good about blocking all that stuff out when something said about somebody, or how do you think your guys handle it?
4: You know what? I don't know because I don't go anywhere near social media. When I say that, I mean I have no clue about any of that stuff. I don't go near. You know, like what happened? What what happened? Somebody's got to tell me what happened, yeah, right? right. There, really? Really? What happened? Okay. 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 So I'm always late. To, I'm always late to the party, and by the time I hear about it, the story's over. So it's a uh, it's a. Uh, some things you don't want to know anyways. Yeah, right. So it's okay. But, I mean, everybody, you know, it's like, you hey, know, it's Twitter or this or that. I don't know anything about
5: it. Yeah. <laughs> By the way,
4: me neither. <laughs> Whole school.
5: Whole school. Uh, I, I, I'm from the same school you're from, man. I got to ask my guys here, like, well, what's everybody saying? I go, oh, I didn't know that. They're calling yeah. each other that yeah. on social media. That's yeah. terrible, man. Yeah, that's-
4: yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. A-
5: you, two, you two can have the next conversation on a
2: payphone. Coach will call you for a payphone, Joe. That's, that's the next
4: right, conversation. Right, right, right. Right, right. right. Yeah, or the that's great that's big it. one you used to carry around.
5: <laughs> right, the brick cell phone, right? right. I think you just yeah. like to say man to man, though. If you got a message, I'm guessing it's best if it comes right out of your mouth, so there's everybody's on the same page, right? Is that <laughs> that's the best way to do it, right, Coach?
4: Well, well, we we like to, you know, everybody knows where they where they stand and what's expected of them, and uh, you know, they like to they like communication. Players like to know uh, where, where where things are and what uh, you know what's going on in their situation and. Everybody, every player wants to play and play more and uh, having uh, the taxi squad around all year. It's a little different challenges, um, but that thing, it's been, I don't know if, there's, I bet you there's not another team in the league that's had a, a situation where a taxi squad's been so part of the group and uh, and the leadership of the group has been very appreciated and uh, and it has an impact on, on, on the everyday the way we
5: run the team. Coach, I always wonder, because obviously with Ekblad going down and those guys knew, there had to be a lot of players going, "Uh uh-oh, this is going to be a great opportunity and it might be me. Is, Is that how you felt as you put your lines together defensively, your four lines?
4: you know, you get everything. You got a mix, you know, you got guys that are his buddies that are worried about him. Hey, what are we going to, how are we going to do it without acting? and that? but then you got other guys that are defensemen that are sitting there. Okay. I get a, I, I, this opportunity. I got to take advantage of it. And I mean, so every, everybody has a different way of looking at it. Obviously their you know, first priority is to his health and his well being. is, uh, I think everybody is thinking like that. And then the next thought is, Hey, Hey, let's be, it's been competitive all year long, as far as uh, being in the lineup, standing in the lineup, get more in the game. And uh, so, uh, that situation has definitely uh, raised uh, all the defensemen's uh, chances to uh, be in a whole different, uh, a lot of different situations. Gives us a lot more options to finding out about uh, some pairs and some guys as we are going to go through these next games. And but certainly a, a big void to fill.
5: Are you uh, going with the same group on your defensemen in this next game? Are you going to make some changes, or were you pretty happy with all? Four groups last night.
4: Didn't didn't mind it. Uh, you yeah. know, seven's a little trickier than most. But uh, we 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 uh, we haven't made our decision. In didn't they make a change? We're not sure yet.
3: All
5: right. You sure you don't want to break anything? Because last time you were yeah, going to on, break coach. something. Yeah, you know I got you know people what? ripping I'm me died. on Barkoff. <laughs>
4: hey, hey, hey. There's nothing wrong with being one step ahead. But in this one, I don't have the answer for you yet. <laughs> okay. So, we'll, it'll be it – haven't broke the news yet because we don't know the news
5: yet. So.
4: All right. Uh, okay. Coach, so you – Maybe that's a news break right there. All right. Know.
5: There it is. Joe, put it on Twitter, Joe. Put it hey. on Twitter, Joe. Hey. Yeah. Hey, coach, I know what makes the newspaper, and that's not strong enough on the damn newspaper. You did your job. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Coach, thank right. you, buddy. Appreciate,
3: appreciate you Thanks, coming guys. on. Keep Thanks. it rolling, right. man. Great, great, stuff. Right. great stuff. Great right. stuff. Yep. All
1: right. Panthers starting to make me believe, especially since they're winning with all those injuries. Stay tuned. We'll have all the games right here on 560 The Joe. Next, we'll have Greeny. He's talking NFL draft. What quarterback? Where? With Matt Miller here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind.
0: You got high off my devotion.
5: We caught as your crutch. Like some sick potion.
1: Ah, yes. This is one of my songs right here. Mrs. Mister. Oh, man. Now that you're gone. Yeah, that's a great jam right there. Andy Rockman. It's been out for a little while, but I've just revisited it and just absolutely loving it. Got to love Greeny weekdays from 10 to noon. He is talking with NFL draft expert Matt Miller right here about Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or Mac Jones. And where's Jimmy
0: G headed?
3: Matt Miller, my new draft analyst is with me here on ESPN radio. Hello again, Matt Miller.
0: It's good to talk to you again, Greeny. It's been like Thirty minutes. I missed you.
3: Well, it's been too long. I mean, I I need more insight, and I candidly, I need someone to hold my hand because here's—I want to set the stage for you here, Matt. So I opened the show today by talking about how great Justin Fields was yesterday, how he set the world on fire with his forty time, and I I think it is—it is pretty much just inarguable that he is the most physically gifted of the quarterbacks in this draft not not that that necessarily makes you the best but that is it's something and so I went around the the room here I went to every member of my staff and asked if you had the second pick in this draft who would you take three of them said Justin Fields and only one of them said Zach Wilson so let me then come to you on that Matt I know your evaluations aren't complete but at this moment who would you take number two
0: yeah green I would take Justin Fields and some of that is you know like to your point and I know we talked about this this morning is that he's just He is physically dominant. And I know a lot of people say, well, quarterback might be the one position where you don't have to be physically dominant. But wouldn't you rather have that? Like, if if everything were equal, wouldn't you rather have the guy who was 6'3", 230 pounds, ran a 4'4 in the 40-yard dash, and, oh, by the way, was... I mean, even going back to high school, he was player 1B to Trevor Lawrence's 1A. And I know some recruiting sites even had it flipped where Justin Fields was ranked higher. He's been in the spotlight since he was a sophomore in high school. He's a great leader and I look at actually, you know, watching the film and breaking it down. I think there's a misconception about what the Ohio State scheme asked him to do. He was number one in Power Five last year in terms of air yards. That's how far you actually throw the football before it's caught. So it's not this scheme like we saw Dwayne Haskins, where it's a lot of dink and dunk and ooh, first read. Let me just chuck it to it. I, I know that's a, a common criticism with Justin Fields is like well, throw to his first read. Well, Greeny, if your fresh read's open, you're supposed to throw it there. It's Mm -hmm. not not Justin Fields' fault that that, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are really good receivers. So I I look at him, and I, I feel like we're overthinking Justin Fields just like we've overthought a lot of really good quarterback prospects. Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, we overthought those guys. Justin Herbert last year, we overthought him because we had almost seen too much of them. I think that's what's happening with Fields right now.
3: Here's the other thing with Justin Fields. We've seen him. We've watched his games. He plays at Ohio State. He's played in the playoff both of the last two years. He had the monster pro- I mean, Of all of them, the best game any of them has ever played was the game he played against Clemson this year in the semifinals where he gets hit like crazy and he is incredibly hurt. And he still throws six touchdowns in a very one-sided win. So we've seen all of that. Zach Wilson is this, you know, quarterback at BYU is this sort of exotic flavor that no one even knows what it is. (laughs) None of the fans have seen. Now, you've seen him. You've obviously analyzed literally every throw and every move he's ever made. So explain to me the rationale. It it certainly feels like he's going to be the two pick ahead of Fields. So, so even though I know you wouldn't do it, explain to me what the rationale is that is going to make it happen.
0: Yeah, it does. It does feel like he's going to be the number two pick, even being at the BYU pro day Friday. That's what everyone's talking about is yeah. The Jets are probably going to take him and it's 90, 95% leaning that way. I think what happens with Zach Wilson, if if you and I were going to sit in a room Greeny, and just watch film on quarterbacks, which we should do sometime. That'd be a blast. Zach Wilson would be the one we would have the most fun watching because it's crazy. It's, I've been calling it YOLO balls. He just, he rolls out left. He rolls out right. He throws the ball off platform. He throws it off schedule and he loves to throw the deep ball. So it is a lot of fun to watch him play the position. But I think what you have to almost step back and say is, okay, he does make some throws that no other quarterback in this class can make. He's the most natural thrower in this class without a doubt. But you have to remember he was doing it against Texas state and North Alabama and San Diego state And I'm sure those are fine football programs, but they're not LSU. They're not Michigan. They're not Clemson, who we saw, like you said, Justin Fields carve up with six touchdowns. So with Zach Wilson, you can fall in love with some of the things he does that are not planned. And I think right now the NFL has always been a copycat league, but right now what everyone wants is the next Patrick Mahomes, the next Russell Wilson, you know, even the next Kyler Murray. I think people would fall over out of their chairs for just someone who can, when everything breaks down, they can make things happen on their own. Some of that is a product of the the salary cap is putting a restriction on teams and their ability to build. So you need a quarterback who can, who can score, not just stand in the pocket and throw, throw bombs down the field. And I think with Zach Wilson, you see some of that. Ten touchdowns last year on the ground was really impressive. So it's not like he's an immobile guy. But I, I think right now what's happening is people are falling in love with what he does outside of the pocket as a thrower and not so much what we've seen him do, just processing defenses and making throws.
3: Yeah, again, so that that seems like the the direction – that the New York Jets are going to go in at number two, whether I think it's right, you think it's right, or, or others think that it's right. Matt Miller with me here on ESPN Radio. By the way, Hembo just put together some comps for me. And this is just to give you a sense of just how gifted Justin Fields is. His 40 time is faster than Stefan Diggs. It's faster than, <laughs> it's faster than Christian McCaffrey. If you put together his height, his weight, and his 40 time, the physical comparisons are to Adrian Peterson and Saquon Barkley. That's what Justin Fields is. But he's a quarterback for crying out <laughs> loud. So, um, again, uh, Saquon Barkley and, and, and Adrian Peterson aren't quarterbacks. I get it. That doesn't necessarily equal being a great quarterback. But it, to your point, it sure would break a tie for me. And we'll see. Maybe it isn't a tie. Well, let, let's get to the next one here in this, uh, Matt. And, and that is Mac Jones who a lot of people think, before the season he started, no one thought he was going to be a first-round pick. He was like a fifth-round pick. And then he became a first-round pick as the season went on. And then he was a mid-round first-round pick. And now all of a sudden, I find myself sitting here thinking, he's going to go number three in this draft to San Francisco. Do you?
5: Yeah,
0: I feel that way. And what's what's crazy, over the summer, just getting ready for the season, I was like, should I watch Mac Jones? I was like, you know what? Bryce Young might beat him out. I'm going to wait. I'm not going to spend your summer time watching – uh, Mac Jones because he might not be the quarterback and and you're right he has been he he really just like a rocket taken off this year and it does feel like the people I talk to I know I've heard Adam Schefter say it as well it, it really feels like there is a lot of buzz pointing Mac Jones to that number three pick now maybe some of that is just because we saw you know the Niners uh, front office John Lynch Kyle Shanahan be at the pro day maybe we're putting too much credit to that but it All signs, I think, right now point to Mac Jones being the number three pick, which would be an incredible rise, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. He had an exceptional year. I don't want to take anything away from Mac Jones, but it is a little surprising given with the way the world is going with football. We just talked about the athleticism of Justin Fields and all these quarterbacks who are great in the NFL right now who can move, create on their own. And then you have Mac Jones, who, while not a terrible athlete, he's not a great athlete – and so I think that's where the confusion comes from of, man, where, where does this guy fit in with, with where the NFL is going?
3: Well, that really is the question. Is that a, does that discount you? It's uh, you know, it, it, does it eliminate the consideration if a quarterback can't create other things besides drop back and fling it the way, you know, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Matt Ryan and, and 95% of the quarterbacks, uh, successful ones in the history of the sport have done it. Are we now at a place where the price of admission is being able to do more than that if you're going to be a player that teams are going to select this high and the teams are going to want to try and build around.
0: Yeah, that is, that's the hard part. And I think you know with Mac Jones, one of the, the conundrums is that it, from a scheme fit, Kyle Shanahan is the best possible scheme fit for him because of how much play action they have run in the past in San Francisco. But it goes back to the, is Kyle Shanahan content with what they've been doing or does he want to evolve? his offense. Does he want to take it to the next level? You've watched a Patrick Mahomes beat you in the Super Bowl. You watched Josh Allen beat you last year. You've had to compete against Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. So would you rather have someone in that mold? Or are you okay with your Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins type quarterback who can carve teams up from the pocket? Once they trade from twelve to three and throw those two future first round picks in there, the other thing that we have to remember is that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are betting their jobs on getting this pick right because they've been there four years. And they've they've got one Super Bowl appearance They've got three losing seasons outside of that. They're betting their job on whomever they pick at number three overall. So there's a lot of pressure on getting that pick right, which could also push you a little bit more towards the Mac Jones, who is you know, quote-unquote more pro-ready.
3: Yeah, And we'll see. I, I think we'll know. Tell me if I've got this right. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. There are a few things that are going to be tells here. One of them involves the Jets. I'm not even sure we need that, which is to say if Sam Darnold gets traded before the draft, we'll know for sure they're going quarterback at number two. But I don't even think we need that, Matt, because I think we all know that already. With San Francisco, I think there's an interesting tell. If they trade Jimmy Garoppolo before the draft, which is to say... we're all looking at New England. If they trade Garoppolo before the draft, does that suggest to you that they're taking Mac Jones? Because he, more than Trey Lance, for example, seems ready to step right in and be their starting quarterback week one.
0: I absolutely agree. And I, I saw a report this morning that Jimmy Garoppolo, the Patriots are still you know, making calls about him, still maybe trying to get Jimmy back to New England, which makes a lot of sense. I'm with you all the way because if, With Jimmy being there, you almost have the sense of, okay, well, they could draft one of these guys, you know, a Trey Lancer, Justin Fields, who maybe needs a little more time to develop. But if Jimmy Garoppolo's gone, it does. It feels like, okay, Mac Jones, who I've had scouts tell me he's the most pro-ready quarterback in the class, even ahead of Trevor Lawrence. So I I would think that it points that way. Like you said, we're going to have a lot of these tells, which it could make – the first hour of your night on April 29th a little boring or a little less exciting, at least, if we if we can start to piece together what this
3: is going to look like. Now, it's going to be anything but boring. I, that much I can promise you. And Matt, I've, <laughs> I really enjoyed this. Uh, again, I said the other day, if you're interested in the draft, you need to be following Matt Miller on Twitter at NFL Draft Scout. The stuff is fascinating to me as one who has sort of dived into this process way more than I ever have in any other year. This it's It is such an endlessly fascinating thing because we sit here and talk on shows like this we're going to sit here and talk about the quarterbacks because you know I'm trying to appeal to the largest possible number of people but boy you can die and I have you dive into the pass rushers in this draft the receivers in this draft the corners I think we're going to have four cornerbacks that are going to go in the first round so it's all really interesting Matt thank you my friend and we will talk soon
0: Sounds great, Greeny. Have a good day.
1: Greeny, he knows his stuff, and he gets experts on that know their stuff. You're going to gain some knowledge by listening to Greeny. Then you can listen to Hawk and Crowder from 2 to 6 and not exactly learn too much, but you have a whole lot of fun doing it, and we're going to have fun with them next here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. (laughs) 5.60 560 the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. How do you do? I am Dan Day on a hump day. And as always, on hump days, get ready for trivia after this. I head on out to 26 degree brewing in Pompano Beach and we have some fun. Calling out trivia, drinking craft beer. Ah, yes, you are invited to come by at any time, 7 o'clock on Wednesdays. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can find out more about it or ask me more questions about it at Dan Day Radio. It's gonna be fun. It's always fun with Hawk and Crowder, weekdays from 2 to 6. Earlier, they're talking about the change game here in South Florida, plus the Panthers, they cost them last night.
6: I like what you're doing here to start the show today, Solana. This song is very representative of a lot that's going on. A lot of changes.
5: It's
2: on the Shrek soundtrack. Is that so? Yeah, yeah. Shrek had to leave. He had to leave the swamp when he met
6: Fiona. Wasn't it Shrek Two? I think. I think this is Shrek Two. Crowder. Shrek 2. Oh, yeah. get me out of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Incri- intricacies of Shrek versus Shrek Two. You no, know, you know David Bowie. Crowder. Uh, you know, Hawk kind of does remind me of Lord Farquaad in in so many oh. ways. Yes, he does. I think we need to get some drops. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I do believe I've seen Shrek. I'm not a big fan of cartoons. Uh, but I I think this was when my kid was growing up. So I think I've seen Shrek. Maybe, maybe Shrek one or two. Which one was uh, Lord Farquaad? One. He's in one. Yeah. But what is he? Butt wipe. <laughs> Short. <laughs>
2: Hit it on the head. didn't I was like, that's a short butt wipe. Like, I'm not, we're not saying anything, Hawk, but, you know.
6: Well, I don't know why you guys are reminded of me by him. I still haven't heard any character traits that resemble me in the slightest. Uh, Crazy changes today. So, you know, this is our first full day as Odyssey our uh, our company and and um, you know again I reminded you yesterday I told you yesterday if you have the radio.com app it will become the Odyssey app automatically if it hasn't already and uh, radio.com really doesn't exist anymore Odyssey does and uh, if you haven't downloaded it please do so A U D A C Y Odyssey that's the uh, the new name for our company which is entercom for uh, over 50 years up until yesterday But along the line of changes, now I'm going to give you all the code word here for a chance to win $1,000 and give that to you in a second. Uh, Along the line of changes, you've got uh, Marlins Park, now officially Lone Depot Park. They announced that this morning. And so when the Marlins take the field tomorrow, it will be at Lone Depot Park. Okay. In addition, when you watch the Heat game tonight, if you watch Eric Reed and John Crotty and Jason Jackson, if you watch the Heat game tonight, you'll be watching it on Bally Sports Sun. changes Yeah, man. You got, uh, when's the American Airlines Arena officially becoming uh, FTX Arena, Solana? Do we know? That hasn't been official, right?
0: It has not been announced yet when they're officially okay. changing.
6: Okay. but well, we know it is happening. So, yeah. uh, American Airlines Arena will be FTX Arena. And, uh, you know, I was thinking of this yesterday when I was talking about all the changes. You know, BB&T Center, where the Panthers play... That's going to be Truest Arena before you know it, because BB&T is changing to Truest. And you see all their signage; it says yeah. BB&T now Truest. So that's changing names as well. Big move. And 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 Dan lebitard he, he calls himself Meadowlark now. Is it money? Is it money moves or big moves? Which which way should I go? Those are money moves. Yeah. yeah.
2: What's the What's the purpose of the other way, like Dolphin Stadium or Marlins Park? Like what what's the benefit of having your team name attached to it and not get the check from the
5: big companies?
6: I mean, just the, the identity, the branding. So if a World Series or a, um, a Super Bowl national championship game comes to your arena, all the national media are calling it Dolphin Stadium. You know, that's oh that's why all these branding, you know, why all these companies do take title sponsorship of arenas. You know, you get uh, in a place like ours that has high national exposure, especially like Hard Rock Stadium. I mean, when you're talking national championship games and Super Bowls and the media around the world is calling it Hard Rock Stadium, it's pretty good branding for your business. Speaking of money and losing money, we bet the Panthers Red Wings over five and a half goals last night. They had five goals combined at the end of two periods. And they pulled the goalie. Detroit pulled the goalie, which I was surprised. Down four one. You'd think it's a foregone conclusion. You're not going to win the game. Detroit still pulled the goalie with three minutes to go. And the and the and the Panthers couldn't even get an empty netter. We lost over five and a half goals last night. That looked like a sure thing going into the third period. Punch in the gut. Was it? But a great Panthers win. I mean, you know, you're you're talking about no Barkov and no Ekblad and no Lindquist and then um, Hornquist, excuse me, Lindquist. <laughs> I was thinking of Vern Lindquist, Lundquist, <laughs> the uh, college football announcer, Vern Lundquist. Yeah. With these with these injuries, can we get Lindquist out there? <laughs> is it possible? Is it possible that Vern Lundquist has got some eligibility? <laughs> um, a and then uh, and then uh, Anthony Duclair went down. Last night, he's going to be out for seven to ten days. I mean, they've got the injury bug right now. so yeah. uh Panthers will be back at it tomorrow night.
1: That's fun, and that's how you do it. Put a little something down on the game. Always put something down on Hawk and Crowder. Put down your time and your inhibitions. You don't have to put down any money. It's absolutely free. And if you want to hear some more, you can download the podcast for that show, this show, or any of the shows on our radio station by going to our website, wqam.com. You can also go to the Odyssey, yes, we're now Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey app. If you have the Radio.com app, it is just simply turned into now the Odyssey app. If you haven't, download the Odyssey app for absolutely free or wherever you get your podcast. F-R-E-E. I got to say B-Y-E, so much, so soon, but we got to, got to go do my trivia thing. No worries though, I'll be back tomorrow night around 6 for another edition of 560 The Joe Radio